On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thursday, February 24th, Ian Cameron, and we got Alex B. Smith back with us today, ready to break down the uh, Thursday NHL card. Eight games on tap, looking forward to it. Before we get into today's card, though, um, Alex wants to uh, say a few things. Of course, we know uh, there's been a lot on our good friend Alex's plate uh, these last uh, few months. If you've seen him on Twitter, we're not going to go into the details, but there was something that occurred uh, involving uh, Alex B. Smith. Very upsetting. It's why we were... uh, delayed and starting with you know yeah. when when you're friends with someone you're there for them and you hear you know what they're going through and that's what i was like with alex just a few minutes ago uh, and alex i know you want to say a few things to all of our great ice guys family and all of our viewers and listeners so go ahead the floor is yours thanks thanks ian i appreciate that and, and yeah that's the gist of what i said i don't want to take too much time because we've got eight great games so it's actually probably one of the best cards we've got to talk about uh in the last few weeks if not the season so definitely want to get into that but i just want to say thank you to you ian publicly like i said we've been friends for years but we've been colleagues as well i want to say thanks to, to jimmy and, and andrew i want to thanks to everybody who's watched the show through the backcast through the tweets through patreon through all the different changes we've had to make over the years and and, and all the love and support that you guys have shown me uh, obviously, like I said, there's been many of absences uh, of mine on this program, you know, with the last three months of being in Chicago, dealing with, you know, my family and my father falling ill and passing away, uh, losing a friend and a colleague in Brian Blessing, recently just losing a, a close friend here in St. Paul. Uh, it, it's been tough. And, uh, you know, people who know me well, Ian, you've known me, like I said, for over a decade. I'm, I'm dedicated to this craft. As a handicapper, as a gambler, as a writer and a podcaster, this is this is what I do. This is what I eat, sleep, and breathe every single day. And and, and I do this for all of you guys. Uh, you know, I, I I do well on my own gambling, but but it, it brings me joy to bring everyone content. And I just want to say thanks to everyone that that's been really supportive. And and, and we call this a nice guys family because it's exactly that a family. Uh, honor and loyalty are two things that I I, I hold in high regard and. And, and the loyalty that everybody has shown here, I just wanted to just say thanks. And, you know, I'm sure this might be random for some people just tuning in and watching. I haven't read my Twitter or my Facebook. There's more context that's there. Uh, and so I won't get into the, those those details. But uh, I just wanted to say that before we get into the show. Just just thank you, Ian. Thank you, Ice Gas family. Thank you, everybody. That's, that's really well said, and that, that's what I love about our brand the most, the Ice Guys, in the five years now that we've been doing this show, is because when you're a radio DJ and you have callers or you have a radio show often and you have callers, uh, whether you're your local AM sports radio station, whether maybe you're Chris Russo, Mad Dog on Sirius XM, and you have callers and you have people that listen to the show every single day, yeah, you talk to them on the phone when they call in, but you don't have that kind of human connection, that personal connection. And man, it feels like we have developed that here with the ice guys. That's why we use the word family. We see you. Uh, we see you, uh, all of our viewers and listeners. We hear you. You're on our bet casts with us uh, usually on Tuesday. And speaking of which, there will be another one tonight uh, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. I will unfortunately be uh, unavailable to attend it, but Andrew McGinnis will be hosting it. Uh, so make sure uh, you tune in for that and join the uh, bet cast tonight on a great Thursday card. Uh, and it is because, you know, we tre- treasure all our viewers and listeners like family. You know, we're, we're not here without you. We're not do- continuing to uh, improve our ratings or improve our views and our podcast downloads without all of you. And I'm sure many of you have gone out of your way to tell people you know that love hockey and love betting about the show as well. And I'm sure that's helped as well. So uh, we love each and every one of you. We mean that from the bottom of our heart. And Alex, uh, you're right. We always have your back. 
We always will. And you're always <laughs> you're always going to be on this show. There's no personal matters or anything that's going to ever prevent you from having a place uh, on the ice, guys. So uh, I appreciate that. There we go. So with that in mind, let's do what we do. Let's cast yes. some games and let's try to make some money on this Thursday Definitely. NHL card. And we'll start with a really good one. We've got the Minnesota Wild uh, taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. We've got the uh, Leafs now down to a minus 140, minus 145 home favorite. They actually opened a little bit higher than this. So we've seen a little bit of money come in on the uh, Minnesota Wild during the course of the day, six and a half the total. It's a battle of two very good teams, but two kind of slumping teams at the moment. And two teams in desperate need of a win and some confidence. Uh, once again, the Leafs off back-to-back -back losses to Montreal and Columbus. Uh, a lot of Leaf fans in distress that the teams that they've lost to in each of these last two games were the last two teams to knock them out of the playoffs, uh, which was uh, just a coincidence, if you ask me. But the bottom line is, you lose to the Jackets, who actually will get to them in a sec. They're playing a lot better. Certainly on the offensive side of the puck, they are. Um, it's not a shame to lose to them, but the way they lost to Montreal before that, it was about a as bad a defensive debacle as you could see from the Leafs in that game against Montreal. So we'll see if they're capable of bouncing back. Minnesota, they lost a couple in a row to Winnipeg and Florida, beat Chicago. Looked like they got back on track, but took another step back, losing to Ottawa uh, on Tuesday. And of course, we had the BetCast Tuesday night. We were on the air with that game, uh, and Ottawa gets the big upset uh, against the uh, Minnesota Wild uh, the other night. So you've got two really good hockey teams that just aren't playing their absolute best right now. Uh, Minnesota will go to Kakinen in net. Not a surprise to me because Cam Talbot's been fighting the puck, battling his confidence a little bit. I think that's fair to say. Uh, a guy that really started the season very strong in, in goal for the Wild. Hasn't been that way lately. Peter Morazic will get the start for the Leafs. As uh, Sheldon Keith is committed, I think, to this flip-flop of his goaltenders. Campbell one game, Morazic the next. You know, that's really been the pattern we've seen here uh, as of right now. Of course, Jake Muzzin is out long-term. They put him on long-term injury reserve, uh, the Leafs. So that is definitely a concerning uh, absence. Uh, Jordan Greenway out for Minnesota. Matt's Zuccarello game-time decision tonight for the uh, Wild uh, with an upper-body injury. Uh, and you look at trends here with these teams. I mean, Jack Campbell, the overstreet continues. And that's really what I'm targeting in this game is the over here at 6.5. The, the last time these teams met earlier this year in St. Paul, uh, it was uh, seven goals in the game. It ended 4-3. You know, I really think we get something similar here. This might be a decent draw uh, opportunity as well in this game. When you talk about, I expect a competitive game, expect both teams to really uh, bring it. But I think the Leafs right now, they're capable. they've been scoring goals in bunches at home uh, in particular. I've seen Minnesota at the defensive end of the ice look a little bit up and down. And even though Kakinen's been a little bit more steady than Talbot, Still, five of his last eight starts have trended over the total. Like I said, with Campbell, I believe it's eight of his last nine starts that have gone, uh, or, or actually Mrazek tonight, my bad, but Mrazek too, his last start uh, ended up going over the total as well. And he kind of struggled against Montreal as well. There were a couple goals I thought Peter Mrazek uh, should have probably stopped in that game against Montreal. So right now it's two struggling teams. But I also expect two aggressive teams as a result. So I think it leads to goals early. You could even go first period over. But I like the full game over here at uh, six and a half minus 120 with the Wild and the Leafs. Alex, Minnesota, Toronto. Yeah, we kind of teased it uh, on the backcast. You talked about how, you know, with the the way that both these teams kind of, you know, fell apart on, on Tuesday, that this would be for a really interesting matchup. And it definitely lends itself to, to going over the total. We're seeing a two. Uh, in fact, we're seeing a lot of twos with the first period over here. So I grabbed two uh, over two plus a dollar ten, but for a half a unit because I'm going to try to grab the other half a unit adjusted pricing game. Usually with twos, from what I've seen so far, we've had about what maybe a week and a half of, of twos consistently. You'll see it open. Obviously, it'll go two, and then within 90 seconds of the game, you're going to see one and a half over minus 200, and then you're going to start seeing it drop. And usually, it's increments of usually goes from, let's say, 208 to 159 to 141, and then all of a sudden you start seeing $1.25, $1.20, and so forth. So that's kind of – I've been trying to track how exactly this algorithm that certain books use knocks it down. That's what I've seen so far. So my, I already played a half unit. I'm over two. I'm guessing that we should we should get – we could easily get four goals in this first period. Uh, I, I don't I see this. And somebody joked about could we have possibly seen a 10 if it was Talbot – the Mrazic, yeah, it, it, we probably would have seen a seven juice to the over, honestly, 
with those two goalies, the way that these defenses have been uh, at times, and the fact that they both are coming off of a loss. These are good teams off of a loss. We should see nothing but high-scoring action, but I'm going to go half unit on the over two and get the other half in adjusted in game with the over in the first period. As far as the side goes, I would lean toward Minnesota. I like how Kakinen's done in net. Obviously, he seems to be the guy quietly – he is 12-3-2 on the season with a 2.59 goals against, a 921 save percentage. It's really uh, uh, possibly an audition for him to take over this number one spot moving forward. He had a great rookie campaign. He's definitely not having a, a sophomore slump of a season. He's given up some soft goals, but nothing like what we saw from Talbot the other night or even the last couple of stars. So if I had to play a side, I would go with Minnesota here at the dog, but I like that first period over a bit more, split between one and a half and two. All right, one and a half, two, a split line on the uh, first period over. I think Zuccarello is playing, too. I know KP and Terry, our resident yeah. Wild fan, are hopefully because he, he did practice yesterday. Usually if you're practicing the day before the game, you are got a good chance to play the next Dean night. Evanson said during the, the post-game conference after the Ottawa said it was a shoulder injury and that they fully expect him to play tonight at that point. That was literally twenty, you know, 25 minutes after the game ended, so he should be a go tonight. I would expect him to be in there. I'm sure, obviously, tested at the uh, morning or pregame skate, rather. Uh, but I'm sure it's a pretty good chance I think we end up seeing him uh, on the ice tonight. And that's important for the Wild because of how he's played. You know, he's had uh, 17, 52 points this year, 17 and 35 for 52 points uh, for Zuccarello. Five game point streak before he missed the game Tuesday against Ottawa. So he's been an important catalyst for the uh, Wild and uh, very uh, important. They'd love to see him back. I think he will play when push comes to shove tonight for the uh, Minnesota Wild. All right, Washington Capitals, New York Rangers. We've got the uh, Rangers minus 120 uh, home favorites, uh, six uh, being the total here, shaded to the under uh, in this one. Uh, you look at the uh, Capitals, long layoff for them, uh, and we've talked about how that's been a bit of a concern for some teams. Even Tampa Bay last night, sometimes you win in spite of a layoff and in spite of playing poorly. That was kind of like Tampa Bay last night. They didn't really play that great, I thought, uh, against Edmonton. They got a lot of good bounces, a lot of good puck luck. They certainly got a weaker than uh, you would want performance from Mike Smith uh, in that. I thought a couple of those goals he could have had. Uh, you know, it's not like we saw a terrific uh, performance from uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning last night off the one-week layoff. So what will you get here from Washington, who's in the exact same boat? Uh, coming off back-to-back -back wins against Nashville and Philly prior uh, to the one-week break. They've actually won three of their last four, so played a little bit better. Uh, you would think that maybe the break allows them to get Oshie back, but that's still not the case. He's still going to be out until the early part of March, the earliest case scenario for him to return. Same with Anthony Mantha. Uh, Nick Backstrom had a personal matter, but it looks like he is going to be back and in the lineup tonight for Washington. Uh, for this game on the other side you've got the new york rangers who are uh, trying to get on a little bit of a roll themselves and they certainly are showing signs of it four uh, wins uh, in their last five games uh, including a very impressive win against florida uh, they beat ottawa detroit boston in their last three games very very close games you know all of them one goal uh, games now in three straight uh, for the new york rangers uh, winning two of them and then losing in a shootout to the uh, Detroit Red Wings as well. Uh, Washington and the Rangers, believe it or not, you would think by now they've played more than just once against each other this season. But that's the that is indeed the case. Just the one head-to-head -head meeting this year. Previously, five-one uh, in favor uh, of the Washington Capitals in that game. Uh, to me, there's still enough of a gap with these two teams and the concerns off the uh, layoff for the uh, Capitals going into this game. That look, it was two-one Tampa Bay against Edmonton last night with the lightning in the first period after the first period with after their long layoff. But if you watch that first period, Edmonton was controlling the play. They had the more shots, the more chances, and a couple of bounces went Tampa's way and ended up in the back of the net. You know, it was really not a great first period for uh, T Tampa Bay last night coming off that layoff. I think it could be that similar thing So uh, for the Washington Capitals here. So what I'm going to do here is a split bet with uh, the New York Rangers minus 120 first period money line and also the full game money line at that same minus 115, minus 120 price. I do think we're getting a bit of a rebate here, maybe because the Rangers have just done enough to win lately. And maybe it's because they've been in a lot of close games and Washington's now won a couple in a row that we're going to give the uh, 
Washington Capitals, a whole boatload of respect here in the uh, price for this game. But to me, I, I like the Rangers here a little bit. I think this is as good a value price as we've seen for the New York Rangers in quite some time. So I'm going to do a split bet, first period, full game money line with the uh, New York Rangers here. Uh, Alex, Capitals, Rangers. You know, I talked about the Rangers uh, a while back, and I mentioned about how I like this team right now and the form that they're in. Not, not so much that I like their form, but I like looking at the draw uh, option with this team. They've been playing a lot of close games. We saw them had back-to-back shoot with three of three of the last eight games have gone to uh, a shootout and of those ones that didn't, I think three of those were one goal decisions. So when you look at that, this is a, you know, a team that's playing tight hockey right now. They're playing the team that's trying to catch up to them in the division in Washington. Uh, and this is the time of year where we talk about it. I'll probably say it 10,000 more times between now and the end of the season about points are at a premium. And when you have these games, this this screams to me, just like Dallas-Winnipeg last night, a, a three-point kind of game. This is a game I love to draw with at plus 325. I, I would lean with the Rangers. I think they're playing better overall hockey than Washington, and they have a game under their belt. Washington's been off for some time. Maybe this is where we look at, and we talked about this kind of in the bet cast the other night too, the double chance. Maybe look at, at Rangers and draw uh, as, a, as a, a possible play. You can get a, a much better price for that pregame then you can't adjust it in game but uh if there's a a, a night to take a, a a kind of you know prop like that this would definitely be the spot but but i'm just gonna stay with the draw and make that official i got that uh this morning at plus 325 all right plus 325 for the draw capitals and rangers uh, and that has been the rangers mo you know playing just you know tight games when they get a lead really shut it down rely on your defending of your ability to shut it down in your own zone rely on obviously a guy that's had one of the best seasons of any goaltender in the NHL and Igor Shesterkin uh, as well, uh, who I would expect to be uh, in net tonight. Nothing's been confirmed yet, by the way, here in terms of starting goaltenders for this game. We have projections for Samsonov and Shesterkin as of right now, uh, but that is uh, it. This is ESPN, by the way, just a, a note. This is national television tonight. ESPN, Bob Wischusen and Brian Boucher uh, on ESPN. So uh, make sure you keep that in mind. It is a national game, uh, Capitals and uh, Rangers. All right, we move on now to the next one, Columbus and Florida. We've got Col- Florida minus 450 home favorites. You can get plus 330, you know, on Columbus, a pretty good price for a team that's lighting it up at the moment. Uh, total seven uh, in this game. And not only has it gone from six and a half, it did open actually six and a half last night and overnight, but it quickly got bet up to seven. And now, Alex, we're seeing sevens heavily juiced. I'm seeing minus 125, minus 130. I don't, I've never seen anything like this. Usually when we get to seven, there's immediate resistance, immediate buyback on the under. You know, at least the juice comes down or it goes back to six and a half. We just haven't seen that with this game. And I, I don't blame the reluctance. I don't blame anyone for the reluctance to uh, uh, look under the total. Uh, in this game with these two teams right now. Uh, I, I I jumped on this overnight, Alex. I knew I had to because I know the six and a halves were disappearing. So I actually have a six and a half at minus 130 uh, in pocket uh, on this Jackets Florida total uh, to the over, of course. Uh, would I recommend it seven juiced? I'd still lean that way. You're not going to see me recommending the under here. I mean, the Jackets are a scoring machine. Patrick Lyon, he's just someone to ride for goal scorer props right now. Confidence is back. And you know what I've noticed too, Alex? He's posting a lot more on Instagram here the last few days, Patrick Lyon, the last week or so. You can tell he's feeling good right now when when that happens. You know, you're feeling good about your own game. The team's starting to play a little bit better. You're scoring goals. The team is scoring goals. You're winning games. Like, let's not look past the fact that Columbus is 8-2 and in the last 10 games. And it might be the quietest 8-2 and we've seen in a 10-game stretch for any team right now uh, in the NHL. Here's the problem, though. They've played Florida twice, and they have shown this year, and they have shown no ability, none, zero, to defend this Florida Panthers team. They have not. They gave up eight in the one game uh, against against Florida, 8-4 in Columbus, and and then they gave up nine goals the last time they were down here in Florida and and lost 9-2. And now you've got to rely on this journeyman goaltender, uh, J.F. Berube, in net for a third straight game. Although, to his credit, did all right against the Leafs the other night. You know, actually, it was a better performance out of him. But, man, I wouldn't want to be him tonight. You've still got a team that's given up goals, given up shots. 
given up chances. Columbus did give up 42 shots the other night against Toronto. So that's absolutely concerning. I think a Barube over saves prop. I love that prop tonight. I'm not a big goalie saves guy when it comes to props, but Florida two off a loss to Nashville uh, the other night. So you would expect them to really be uh, not taking Columbus for granted tonight uh, after losing the Predators. That's a team that's not used to losing games at home. You know, that saw that lead slip away against the Predators as we were on the BetCast the other night. I'd expect Florida to really be lighting the lamp or at least be putting a lot of pressure on this. Still undermanned, not that great, not that strong. They're, they're a turnover machine in their own zone. I know Vito has said that a bunch of times with us on this show, that they're a turnover machine waiting to happen. And now they have Zach Wierenski out as well. You know, one of their more stable veteran blue liners. He's going to be out for at least the next couple games with an upper body injury. Uh, for Columbus. So this screams like an opportunity for Florida to just pepper the, the Columbus net with a ton of shots, ultimately probably a bunch of goals as well. But I think you can contribute, count on Columbus to contribute a little bit. Look what the Jackets have done. Last three games, seven, seven, and four. Uh, 18 goals in the last three games combined. So this is one of those games where you've got to get creative now with the total of seven. Do you go with an over two uh, in this game? Uh, in the first period now, uh, because that's what it is. It's two at even money pretty much across the board. You know what I like, and I know Chris Otto is uh, someone that bets this a lot. I've started betting it quite a bit as well, and I had it with Buffalo and Columbus on Sunday. Both teams to score first period. You still get a plus price. I saw as high as plus 140 with that uh, just a couple of hours ago. I think that is phenomenal, a phenomenal bet in this game tonight. Not just good, phenomenal bet. Plus 140, both teams to score first period. I think that is a terrific positive expectation bet if I've ever seen one in a game like this between the Jackets and Panthers. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Columbus, Florida? Yeah, this is uh, this game is just it, it's interesting for so many reasons. Obviously, you know we talk about the heavy favorites, Florida being minus 450. It makes total sense. They're, they're one of the best teams in hockey, and the dominance they've had against Columbus not just this season, but going back, they're 9-0-1 in the last 10 meetings uh against uh the, the jackets so it makes total sense they're heavy favorites seeing this total from six and a half to seven and we might see seven and a half like you said for us to see juice on the over at seven and i mentioned about the first period over we're seeing it two minus a dollar 20 i've never seen that in the entire time i've been tracking this first period overs and we've been seeing the first on the first day we saw it two pop up anywhere in the world i have yet to have seen where it wasn't two plus a dollar ten plus a dollar five even money to see it be where you're laying a dollar twenty on two uh just tells you all you need to know about this game and that this is a game that should be exciting to watch probably not even that exciting in the bet uh unless you're really picking on certain things and i'm right there with you with that uh both teams to score i grabbed that plus a dollar thirty five uh and i know that may not be available for everybody everywhere but you know if you can make arrangements to, to grab that uh, i would definitely do so uh, I think this is going to be an up and down track meet. Like I said, Columbus is finding ways to score goals. Like I said, quietly they've won eight of their last ten. But at the same time, who's stopping Florida right now? Uh, and, and you know, the, to use the old uh, Wendy's slogan, "Where's the beef? Where's the defense?" This, this this game could easily be could be over this total of, of seven in the first twenty minutes if they keep playing the based on the trends we've seen uh, over the last few games. It, it should be a, lot, a ton of shots galore. I wouldn't even look at a save prop for either goaltender because if things get chaotic, who knows, you know, what's the leash on Barube? He's played three games in a row. If he gives up three goals on 10 shots and then he's out of there, you know, now you're, you're kind of screwed with that prop. So that, you know, I, like I said, I don't dabble in that much in that. No, Andrew's gotten really big in that. You've done that as well. But that's the one thing that kind of scares me for some of these save props. Yeah, he's going to see a high volume of rubber. But if he sees too much too soon, to use another movie reference, uh, then maybe, you know, he gets pulled and it's going to be Jet Greaves as the backup. I'm not really familiar with him. I know he's had some time with Kalamazoo in the East Coast and uh, the Cleveland Club in the AHL. But certainly, he doesn't seem like he's going to be – he's basically like the sixth, you know, string goalie. This guy's not going to be ready to stop the onslaught that is the Florida Panther offense. So, uh, overs make sense in every sense of the way, but I went with both teams to score as well, plus 135. Oh, maybe you have time to grab one and a half at an adjusted price. I don't know. We might see a goal in the first 30 seconds. Someone told me there was there's some a book that was testing whether there'd be a goal in the first 90 seconds. Maybe this is the game to bet that. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. That could be because it could be a, a goal very early and then the onslaught continues from there. Uh, or you know what? I've seen games like this too, where everybody's expecting a goal fest and it actually so takes 15 or 20, 20 minutes, minutes. <laughs> to, to get going, but then it explodes in the second right, period exactly. and in the third period, yeah. which that, I could see that happening as and well. And you know what? And and with that being said, you might have trouble betting this game live. Yeah. If you see where there's not a lot of offense in the first five to 10 minutes, you're probably going to see the first period overlocked. Cause this happened uh, briefly when we were on the betcast cast tonight, you'll probably see the first period overlocked. And you might even see that full game total either locked or, or, or unwilling to move because the books know they have to have kind of protection for the liability of what's going to happen in the other 40 minutes of play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Jack Greaves, by the way, four, four and six, 3.1 goals against 898 save percentage in Cleveland in the AHL this year. So uh, they really that's don't not, want to turn to him. Yeah, no, exactly. JF Barube is actually a little superior to that, although that's not saying a whole lot. He was sure. obviously struggled a little against Buffalo. Toronto, he was better. Can he do it on the road now against an angry Florida team, though? Because you, you would expect Florida's ready tonight after losing. That being said, I mean, plus 330 on Columbus. I looked at that price, and I'm like, man, this team's 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. They're plus 330 in this game. How can you not take a small dabble? I'm tempted, but I just get the sense Florida's – uh, off a loss at home where they've still only lost four times all year. You know, still a gaudy home record, uh, the Florida Panthers uh, coming into this game. It's difficult to go again. 23-4, and four, you know, at home uh, this year. And I'm pretty damn sure they haven't lost back-to-back -back home games uh, this year. So uh, that's the problem with taking that shot maybe with that big plus number uh, with the uh, Columbus uh, Blue Jackets. Lots of props for players. I'll just throw them out a bunch of them and just name players and Shots on goal to score a goal is what I'd look at with them. Mason Marchman, it goes without saying for Florida because he actually did score that big game against Columbus at, at a great price. He's getting more opportunities. That's a good prop. Bennett for Florida's, I think, a, probably a solid way to go. Uh, Barkov for shots on goal in a game like this. He usually is able to get to over three and a half shots on goal. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me for Columbus. You know who it is. It's Patrick Lyonet. Over shots on goal to score a goal. Bjorkstrand's not a bad option uh, right now for the uh, Jackets. Uh, he started to get going, of course, lately for them as well. Uh, you know, Boone Jenner's an option, but definitely focus in more on uh, Patrick Lyonay for sure. What he's been doing has been uh, pretty damn impressive uh, for the uh, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets uh, in recent games, and we will see if he can keep that going. He's now on a 10-game point streak, and that's 12 goals and 8 assists for Lyonay. Uh, in the last 10 games. So uh, absolutely to uh, look at him as in terms of shots and as well as to score a goal, uh, I think a must because I've been on that twice in a row with the uh, Jackets. Probably worth a look again here. New Jersey and Pittsburgh. We've got uh, Pittsburgh minus 275 home favorites. Uh, the total six and a half here uh, in this game. Um, this is more of a props game for me, uh, obviously with the uh, Devils. Uh, they are going to get a couple of key cogs back. It looked, remember, Andreas Janssen was out. Looks like he might return. Uh, Jesper Bratt, it uh, looks like he uh, could be out as well or back as well tonight for the uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, that would be uh, good news for them uh, going into this game. We'll see if they're able to show uh, both return. Uh, both of them currently uh, probable, but not for sure. Dougie Hamilton is for sure back tonight uh, for the uh, New Jersey Devils uh, in this game against Pittsburgh. They've missed him. Obviously, he's been one of their uh, top four defensemen uh, all season long. So being able to get him back, certainly a big deal uh, for the uh, New Jersey Devils. And by the way, I'm already looking at Dougie Hamilton shots on goal prop. Uh, you have to lay some juice. It's about minus 150 uh, over two and a half, but he's gone over that number in seven uh, of the last 10 games prior to his absence. So it's just someone that does get a, a lot of rubber fired toward the net. Uh, Dougie Hamilton. We saw pr prior to his injury absence, we saw 3 4 3, 4 4 4 5. And then they had the one game where he had no uh, shots on goal, but that was the game he got injured. Two minutes into the game against Washington, he got injured. So you throw that one out, uh, essentially. You don't put that in the data because he was out of the game in just two minutes and 40 seconds. Prior to that, we saw Dougie Hamilton with 5 4 4 4 3 4 3 shots on goal uh, in seven straight games. Prior to the game, he got injured. So to me, over two and a half, even if he got a lay minus 150 uh, on that, it's a very good prop in my mind for Hamilton tonight. As far as the uh, total goes, look, six and a half with New Jersey seems like he could look over. 
but it's not as easy to do that with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh does sometimes play low-scoring games. Tristan Jari capable, uh, obviously, of playing well. And when you look at recent series meetings head-to-head, a lot of sixes, a lot of games landing right on six, a lot of four twos, a lot of five ones, not a lot of games clearing that six and a half. And I remember with this New Jersey-Pittsburgh matchup, you know, I remember betting some five and a halves and betting a lot of sixes and not seeing as many six and a halves like this. So it's probably a game I pump the brakes on from a total standpoint. From a side perspective, um, you know, New Jersey is, a, a, again, a team that's been capable offensively, but we worry about them at the defensive end, like kind of like with Columbus right now uh, and their goaltending. You know, it looks like they're still going to be without Bernier and Blackwood, which means it's John Gillies and Nico Dawes. Uh, for the foreseeable future at this point in time. So uh, at this point, maybe I'd lean a little bit to Pittsburgh's team total, but even then it's minus 155. And I can, I've seen Pittsburgh in games like this sometimes just win 2-1-3-1 as well. So it's going to be a pass. Other than a few props, like I say, Dougie Hamilton overshots on goal. Jesper Bratt to score a goal, perhaps for New Jersey if he plays, because that was something I was betting. And his shots on goal prop as well. Brat shots, Brat to score a goal was definitely a go-to for me uh, prior to his injury. So that's something uh, to consider. And as far as Pittsburgh goes from a uh, prop standpoint, uh, you look at who's been uh, carrying them offensively lately. Uh, you're not getting great value on him to score, but Brian Rust, six of the last 10 games, he's at least scored a goal uh, for the Penguins. Uh, that's not a bad way to go, in my opinion. So uh, Brian Rust has definitely been feeling it lately uh, for the Penguins. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, New Jersey, Pittsburgh? This is a, a classic live game, and, and thankfully, like I said, we got the BetCast tonight. Uh, Andrew will be hosting. This definitely screams like, wait and see. You get five and a half. You might even be able to get one and a half uh, adjusted in-game, and both of those should cash. Uh, obviously, the Devils, their goaltending situations, you know, amongst the worst in the league right now with Dawes and Gillies. That's just not a tandem that, uh, I mean, you really can't even trust an AHL team to win most nights with those guys, to be honest. So, Looking at that, and like I said, Pittsburgh can be a team that kind of slows things down. To, you know, control if they have full control of the tempo. Yeah, it probably would be a three-one-three-two game. But at the same time, the way New Jersey's been playing uh, defensively and with their goaltending, Pittsburgh can stumble and, and hit four goals uh, in the blink of an eye. So this definitely screams like an over game. But do not play six and a half. Do not lay two. Uh, definitely get these adjusted in game, but full game in first period. Yeah, definitely. I would agree with that because uh, a lot of these situations, and boy, do we illustrate this perfectly on the BetCast the other night and even the other two Tuesdays where you just get that five-minute lull, no goals in the beginning of the game, and look at the difference that makes uh, in terms of getting a better – the total drops a full goal in, in a lot of these instances, and at the very least you get a better price. So uh, definitely good to uh, keep that in mind. As far as first-period overs go, I know from a New Jersey standpoint – uh, this was definitely a team heavily trending toward first period overs. Yeah, eight and two. Problem is Pittsburgh, not so much in, in the last 10 games to the first period over. So as much as I've been looking at those New Jersey first period overs, you're playing a team that's been kind of going the other way uh, in terms of first period totals. So uh, interesting contrast there with the Devils and Penguins. All right, Dallas and Nashville. Uh, we've got the Predators, minus 150 home favorites, five and a half the total. Uh, in this game, uh, uh, Stars find a way against the uh, Winnipeg Jets uh, last night. They were trailing multiple times uh, in that game, down one nothing, uh, down 2-1. to one. They end up tying it, and they end up winning it on a very weird goal in overtime. They had to review it. They had to make sure the stick was below the crossbar. They had to make sure the goal, the puck had clearly crossed the goal line. It did, and Tyler Sagan gets that goal uh, to give uh, Dallas a 3-2 overtime win. So now second of back-to-back games. Uh, for the Stars tonight on the road. They're 4-4 four and four in that situation, by the way, this year. Dallas uh, on the second night of uh, back-to-back games. The Nashville Predators, who we talked about prior to their game against Florida, hard to trust them. They had lost every game since the All-Star break. Uh, four straight losses prior to the break. They lost 4-3 uh, at Dallas uh, to begin uh, their schedule post-All-Star break. Then they lost at home to Winnipeg 5-2. Lost to Washington at home 4-1. Lost to Carolina 5-3, although I thought they played better uh, against the Hurricanes. You could see that there's a little bit of improvement in that game, even though they lost. And then they really showed some resilience. uh, As Darren Pang, you'd hear him last night on TNT, would often say some gumption. Uh, They showed that uh, last uh, game against Florida. Down 3-1 at one point 
uh, in that game. Uh, and they ended up coming all the way back, uh, and they ended up getting the 6-4 to four win. Uh, Florida took the lead. They had a goal disallowed in that game that kept Florida in the lead 4-3, and they answered right back. Nashville tied the game and pulled out a very impressive 6-4 win, not only beating Florida, but beating them in their building, which is obviously not something that has happened to the Panthers very often this year, losses on home ice. So give Nashville credit. Now, a lot of times you would think, well, let down, right, after a big win like that. Sometimes when you're on a little bit of a skid like that, you win a game like that. Gives you actually some confidence next time out. And certainly schedule-wise, they've got the edge here with the day off, unlike Dallas. And a little bit of a short turnaround rapid revenge situation because they lost to Dallas just recently, uh, 4-3 in Dallas against the Stars. And you could argue that uh, Nashville, you know, was pretty much played Dallas dead even uh, in that game uh, as well. So I like the uh, Nashville side a little bit here. uh, And I'm going to look toward them here at uh, in regulation. Uh, Not so much the minus 150, but we'll get them down to a a better price uh, at around, uh, it looks like, plus 105, plus 110 even in some spots in regulation. Uh, I like that with Nashville here. I think they actually build on that. I think that's a confidence builder. I think that's like, wow, maybe we can use that to rally uh, around that win against Florida and maybe help turn our season around. Uh, Because when you go into Florida, beat them and put six goals on them, I think that's pretty solid. So Nashville in regulation for me. And I I do have a smaller bet on the over here at five and a half just because of Nashville's recent uh, oversurge, which has been very, very, uh, real. Uh, they've gone over the total in uh, five of their last six games. We've seen since the All-Star break, 4-3, 5-2, 5-3, Only one game stayed below six goals, and that was the 4-1 game against Washington. So uh, I do like the over here. Value at five and a half with the way Nashville games are trending, and I like Nashville in regulation as well. Alex, Dallas-Nashville. Yeah, I like this first period over here. We, you know, That was a trend we were riding with Dallas for a while. Maybe it can cool off and regress, but like I said, Nashville's been an over team uh, with the first period and full game, so only getting a, laying a dollar ten or a dollar fifteen. I think there's great value in that. One thing to note, and I don't know if you mentioned it, that tonight this is the Pekka Rene retirement night uh, in Nashville, and and this is the first yes. jersey. Forgot yeah. yeah, the first great jersey uh, in Predators history to be retired. Yeah. I mean, he's literally been the face of that franchise forever. I I remember going to Wolves games when he was a rookie with the Milwaukee Admirals and watching him, and, and everybody was kind of raving and saying, "This guy's going to be." the real deal. And he had a terrific career, probably one of the best goalies in the league to, to never win a ring uh, when it's all, you know, that it's all said and done, but this is going to be a raucous crowd. Uh, and obviously this is Nashville's last game before they have their outdoor game as well. So there's a lot going on with a lot of buzz and for them to get that win against Florida and, and, and snap that streak. I think there's a lot of positive momentum right now in that predator locker room. And it's going to transfer out and, and into that crowd. Normally, like, you know, we've been seeing a trend of, home teams in, in ceremony games not doing too well. I don't think that's the case here tonight. I think Nashville gets it done in regulation. So I take a shot with uh, Nashville. I see even money in regulation, and I also like that first period over laying a dollar ten. You do the math on some of these goal scorer props, by the way, in this game. I'm talking about three players in particular here. We're seeing um, Tyler Sagan, who got the winner last night in overtime, plus 285, plus 300 in some spots to score a goal tonight. Uh, and he's scored in four of the last ten games for the uh, Dallas Stars. Uh, Jamie Benton, plus 320. He's also scored in four of the last 10 games for Dallas. Tanner Janot has scored in four of the last 10 for Nashville, and he's over plus 300. So if you do the math, these guys are scoring in almost half of their recent 10 games, and you're getting better prices than maybe the odds should be on a lot of those guys. Janot, Ben, Sagan, those three in particular stand out. And uh, credit to uh, Cheshire Cat. Uh, never mind what people say about you, Cheshire Cat. You were a phenomenal guest the other day. You you killed it with your picks. You were phenomenal. You gave us tons. You gave us Janot and you gave us uh, Trennan from Nashville. Score a goal. Crazy bargain bin goal scorer props at huge prices. Yeah, very well done. Came in. Yeah. Very well done. So don't worry about it. You did a great job, no matter what anyone says. Um, you know, and uh, I think it's worth it to maybe look at Janot again for sure. Uh, for Nashville tonight. Very good uh, bargain, in my opinion, at that number. You can get plus 310, plus 325 for him to score a goal uh, for the uh, Predators tonight. And, of course, we saw him uh, find the uh, twine uh, the other night uh, against the uh, Florida Panthers in that victory. And uh, keep in mind, even though he's on that third line, not the top six forwards, you can argue that third line's been every bit as impressive offensively as Granlin, Duchesne, and Forsberg. And even at times, they've been better than the Cunning, Johansson, and Tomasino 
uh, second line. So Trenton, Sissons, and Janot, yeah, that's sort of a pseudo-hybrid checking line as well, but they've been offensively chipping in for Nashville. So uh, definitely something to uh, look at there. And as far as shots on goal, just have a brief look here. Is there anything of uh, big-time value? Um, perhaps perhaps Matt Duchesne simply because at home he's actually, I think, gone over his shot props a little bit more often. Yeah, maybe a Duchesne prop over two and a half at minus 130 for him uh, for shots on goal. Uh, all right, next up, we've got Calgary and Vancouver. Uh, interesting matchup here. Calgary minus 160, uh, road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. So I took my one shot going against Calgary on that uh, great run that they're on. Uh, took Winnipeg just because I thought it was a little overpriced on Calgary. Got my money's worth out of it, even though it didn't cash. Uh, you know, Winnipeg was 1-1 late in the third period, and it was Elias Lindholm uh, deflection goal to give Calgary the lead 2-1. Uh, a lead they would not relinquish uh, as they end up beating Winnipeg uh, two to one uh, the other on Monday. It was that afternoon game on President's Day. We'll see if they can uh, roll along here. It's been a terrific run. No question for the Flames, this 10 game win streak. Uh, you know, they've held teams to two goals or less in nine of the 10 games. Uh, they're absolutely rolling right now. All facets of their game, their power play has been terrific. Their penalty kill has been very strong. Uh, their offense is coming together. Not that's cooled off a little bit the last couple games. Three one, by the way, it ended with uh, Winnipeg. They got an empty net goal, uh, but it's cooled off a little bit for them offensively. But still, I mean, they're they're, they're doing much better at that end of the ice lately. Uh, they've played good defense. Special teams has been strong, and Jacob Markstrom has been very strong in that. And you've got the added element of Jacob Markstrom probably against his former team uh, here. Uh, playing the Vancouver Canucks. Now he's played them before, obviously, but he's always, I'm sure, going to get a little extra fired up here to play Vancouver. Uh, the Canucks, they've won three of their last four, kind of perked up again after a little bit of their first swoon under Bruce Boudreaux, uh, beating uh, Toronto, San Jose, and beating Seattle in their last game. Uh, they had that miserable game against Anaheim. It just, they got behind early, uh, and they never got out of the uh, uh, hole that they dug themselves uh, but still, they're playing a little bit better recent games. Are they ready, though, to take on Calgary and defeat Calgary now? That is the another question uh, entirely uh, going into this game. But uh, for me, I'm looking at the same things I'm always interested in for Calgary games lately. It's Michael Backlund over shots on goal. Two and a half has been a routine casher for him lately. Uh, Elias Lindholm to score a goal. Uh, it's very difficult to not bet that right now uh, on this incredible goal-scoring uh, streak that he's on. Uh, right now, what is it? Eight straight games uh, with a, a goal uh, for Elias Lindholm. Yep, eight straight games looking to make it nine uh, going into this uh, matchup tonight against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. And he might get it tonight uh, because the one thing about the Canucks is we've seen their defensive play kind of go back downhill a little bit. And Thatcher Demko's not been necessarily at his absolute best the uh, last few games uh, either for Vancouver. So main things I'd look at here more so than a side, I lean Calgary in regulation, not sure if I'm going to actually bet it, uh, but I would lean a little bit here toward uh, Michael Backlund over two and a half shots on goal. Elias Lindholm is still plus 175 in some spots to score tonight. And here's a guy that scored an eight straight. So I still think it's pretty good value here in this one flames and regulation for me. Don't really have a strong opinion on the total. Five and a half always makes me lean over, but I'm not sure I'm going to do anything but lean with that. Alex, Calgary, Vancouver. This is going to be an aesthetically uh, pleasing matchup to watch. The Vancouver is going back to their throwback skate jerseys tonight. So see that with the old uh, Flames kind of road look, that's going to be pretty cool to, to, to watch. But as far as what we see on the actual ice, I mean, it, you know, Calgary is just a juggernaut right now. And like I said, uh, for <laughs> as great of a, of a future that I had with the under and uh, the Arizona Coyotes uh, points, that clearly has been made up for me taking the under with Calgary. That looks like a horrific bet at this point right now. Uh, already at 66 points. They should sail over 92 uh, at this rate. And I have them in regulation here tonight as well. Uh, you know, Vancouver just can't get their footing, you know, you know, under them. They can't bring this consistent game of hockey right now where Calgary just seems to be uh, an absolute juggernaut and, and, you know, home or road, they really aren't phased by much. So, they should take care of business within 60 minutes. You only land $1.15. I like them in regulation. Right. There we go. Calgary uh, in regulation here for uh, Alex. And uh, this one, uh, as far as, uh, let me just see here. Yeah, but it looks like, uh, yeah, yeah. Calgary in uh, regulation is close to uh, even money here uh, in this one. So a uh, pretty good price. And uh, like I said, I certainly lean that way. Uh, 
it's just Vancouver's pretty fun. Vancouver was able to rise up and beat Toronto at home recently. That's the one thing that always stands out in the back of my mind. You know, they did beat a pretty good Leaf team recently on home ice, although they needed Demko to be absolutely heroic uh, in that game to win it. I remember he absolutely was phenomenal uh, and made, what, 40 saves or 50 saves even, I believe, in that game. So he had to be terrific to win that game, and he might have to be just as good tonight uh, against Calgary with the way the Flames are playing at the moment. All right, we've got Boston and Seattle. Bruins and Kraken. Boston minus 155 road favorites in the Emerald City. Uh, or sorry, minus 215 rather. That should be higher than that. Uh, we got a bad a bad job by the uh, editor and producer here, which is also me, uh, and uh, putting the wrong price there. It's minus 215 uh, on uh, Boston, plus 175 uh, on Seattle. There we go. A total five and a half now uh, across the board. So this is not a game I'm going to get involved in really, other than maybe, maybe a lean to Boston team total over three and a half. Because we did see the offense bust out against Colorado in a very impressive uh, 5-1 victory at home against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. And, you know, even with, you know, and obviously, by the way, the big news is Brad Marchand uh, is expected to be back tonight. You know, his suspension's over. Uh, so this is, should be back tonight for the uh, Boston Bruins. He wasn't a participant, though, in practice yesterday, apparently, though, for personal reasons. So it makes you think he actually might miss this game again, but it's not going to be because of the suspension. It could be uh, because of something else. So uh, when you look at this uh, spot here, uh, even without Marchand, you definitely saw the Bruin offense come to life the other night. And the one thing the Kraken are struggling to do is keep opposing teams from finding the back of the net. And I think Alex would agree. This is the one thing that kind of has surprised us in a negative with Seattle. We thought the foundation of this team was going to be goaltending, defense, keep games low scoring, give themselves a chance. And that just hasn't happened. I mean, we've just seen this team way too many times give up five goals or more to their opponent. And just look at the last several games for Seattle. Six to Toronto, five to Winnipeg, five to Vancouver, five allowed to the New York Islanders the other night at home, which tells you how really bad things are at the moment for the Kraken. The only game they held an opponent to less than five goals the last five games the Kraken was Calgary and don't be fooled by the 2-1 score that night I mean there were a couple of posts there was a couple of wide open nets that were missed uh, by the Calgary Flames in that game I think it was one of Philip Grubauer's better games of the entire season uh, in net could have easily scored four or five or even six Calgary uh, in that game a lot of bad puck luck a lot of high danger chances they had Calgary they just couldn't finish in that game so I haven't bet anything yet but I've I've got my radar on this Boston team total over three and a half. That might be the move I make when it comes to this game between the Bruins and the Kraken. Uh, Alex, Boston, Seattle. I might play this full game over uh, if, if I play anything with it. That that just seems to be screaming at me because Seattle's letting in five goals a night on their own. Uh, like I said Boston finally getting things uh, you know turned up offensively. That was a great outing, like I said, against uh, Colorado. But at the same time, flying cross country after that, uh, you know, even though you've had a couple of days off, that that's, you know, I've always heard that's one of the toughest trips to make. It's, it's literally the longest flight you can make in the country going from Boston to Seattle. Uh, so, you know, you wonder if that, that does kind of factor in a little bit. Maybe, you know, Seattle gets that first goal and Boston kind of wakes up from there. So the over is what's screaming at me. Obviously, can't look at anything with a, a side or even a regulation lane 215 with Boston. Uh, and I'm not having back Seattle. I can't tell you last time I had Seattle money line in any form or fashion. So I'm staying away from the side. I'll probably be on this this over five and a half. This might be a Jake DeBrusque game for me for a goal scorer prop because he's a streaky player. Jimmy Murphy has said that a bunch of times with us uh, in talking about the Bruins that usually when he scores one, he can score a bunch. You know, at least score in a, in a couple. You know, a couple more goals in a in a short condensed period of time. So uh, you could end up seeing. Uh, and he scored against the. Uh, uh, Colorado Avalanche in that 5-1 victory Monday afternoon. So uh, he's one of those players. Like a lot of games, you just you can't find him with the telescope, the proverbial Ian Cameron saying. Uh, and then other games, all of a sudden, he'll start to uh, find the uh, back of the net and just all of a sudden, multiple games, you'll see him contribute offensively. But you know why they won against Colorado? Not only was it a complete team game, but Charlie Coyle scores a goal. Jake DeBrusque scores a goal. Those are two critical players to step up for the Boston Bruins. You know, help out Patrice Bergeron. Help out David Posternock. And Posternock, I'm never going to say don't bet him to score right now. Posternock has definitely got it rolling right now. Uh, he actually leads the NHL in goals scored since the start of the calendar year. 
since January 1st, uh, 2022, uh, David Posternock is leading the NHL in goals. So he has definitely been a completely different player. He scored now in back-to-back games, three goals, four points uh, in the last two games. Uh, you look at it, and shots on goal, by the way. Th- you got to take the shots on goal right now with him, too. Eight, three, three, four, and eight shots uh, in the last game against uh, Colorado. So uh, definitely Posternock in some form, uh, whether it's to score, uh even though it's only plus 140 or shots on goal, which is three and a half at minus, it's again, three and a half and it's juiced a little bit, minus 150, but man, he should get to four. He's certainly been getting to four shots on goal a lot uh, in recent games. Uh, all right, the final game of this uh, Thursday card, we've got the New York Islanders taking on uh, the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Islanders in this game currently uh, sitting at minus 135 uh, road favorites in the Shark Tank. Uh, the total in this one currently five and a half uh, pretty much uh, across the board in this one. Uh, the Sharks, now this is going to test, this is going to put me to the test tonight, this game, because I've said that the New York Islanders are a fade for me, or sorry, the Sharks, I should say, are a fade for me. Every single game from here on out, and, and I've been betting against them every single game since the All-Star break, and uh, sure enough, they've rewarded me. Uh, every single time. Now, their effort against Anaheim was pretty good the other night, but at the end of the day, they lose once again, uh, 4-3 in a shootout. Uh, We've now seen this team go 0-4 since the break, shut out by Edmonton, lose in overtime to Vancouver, lose 4-1 to Vegas, lose 4-3 in a shootout to Anaheim. So this team is definitely struggling right now. Make no mistake about it. Uh, James Reimer has really seen his play decline significantly and sharply. It has been a huge tumble. Uh, for him in terms of his performance in net really since Christmas break is when the downturn began for not only this team, uh, but James Reimer in net as well. He's already confirmed in net. Bob Bugner's got no choice. Aiden Hill's not ready to come back yet. So you got to keep rolling with uh, James Reimer at this point in time. Still have Carlson, LeBanc, uh, some key cogs out. Rudolph's Balsers, who's been playing on the uh, second line uh, for San Jose, is also going to be out of the lineup tonight for them. So there's going to be some line juggling Uh, in this game for uh, Bugner and the Sharks. Uh, It looks like we're going to see Dezingle moving to the left side of the second line with Logan Couture and Jonathan Dahlin. Uh, Barabanov with uh, Hurdle and Meyer stays constant uh, as the uh, top line for the Sharks. You look at the Islanders. um, uh, They beat Seattle. Obviously, they had that bad loss to Montreal at home, uh, but they beat the Bruins 4-1 before that. So it continues to be inconsistent. I could only take the Islanders here. Let me make that very clear. San Jose is still bet against or nothing for me at this point in time. I definitely lean to the minus 135 uh, with the Islanders. But man, 0-5 in their last five games after a win. I mean, it's just been constant with this team. Not being able to string two good games together and two wins together in recent uh, action for the New York Islanders. So that continues to be... What I'm wrestling with here, I'd love to take the Islanders. I want to, but I don't like that stat that they just have not won two in a row for a good period of time. Uh, and now you got to lay a buck 35 with this team on the road. I'm probably going to have to pass, quite honestly. Or you take Islanders in regulation, get a better price, which might be what I do, because I don't want to lay a buck 35 with this group. I just take my chance that they win in regulation. You get a plus number on that, or you take the puck line. Uh, and trust the Islanders to win by margin, which also isn't very easy thing to do. So maybe Islanders in regulation. I probably will get there with a small bet on that. And I certainly lean with their side, the New York Islanders. But uh, boy, not easy when you see this team struggle at times to put two good games in a row together. What do you think here, uh, Alex? Islanders and Sharks. Yeah, we're thinking the same way, but I can't even trust them in regulation. This totally feels like it could be a game where Islanders win at 3-2 in overtime. Uh, so, you know, laying that, 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 you know, yeah. getting that adjusted price means nothing and the game goes OT, but you don't feel comfortable enough to even back the draw because San Jose has just been in, in horrible form of late. So, uh, if I had to play something, it probably wouldn't be the draw, but I, I don't have to play anything. There's a, enough, you know, great spots on the board tonight. It's going to be a pass for me, but, uh, I don't know, should win this game the way that San Jose has been, been playing. They've been in, in awful form. Uh, and if Islanders, if they want to try to make this run to grabbing a wild card spot, these are the kind of games you got to win, and, and these are the kind of games you need to win in regulation. We talked about how you know, you know, the games going to OT. You see that with divisional games when when you're playing out of out of conference, 
Uh, you know, you don't really care too much about what's going on with the other team. You just got to worry about what you're doing. This is definitely a game where the Islanders need to get two points on their own and, and, and not struggle with a bad, uh, struggling team right now in San Jose. Yeah, that's the way it feels like. It feels like I should be on the Islanders. I probably will take them in regulation for something, but it's just not going to be anything more than just a small recreational uh, bet to uh, enjoy the game or try to enjoy the game. I don't know how great a game it's going to be, to be quite honest with you, uh, but try to enjoy it at least with the uh, Islanders uh, and the uh, Sharks as the uh, Islanders, again, though, five straight games where they have dropped a game after winning the previous game. That does concern me here tonight for the uh, uh, for the New York Islanders tonight, even though I believe they should win this game. Uh, Dave in the chat asking, is the Rangers game an under? It's tough. It's tough in terms of the Rangers. I have no strong feel on it. I mean, it's six. I'd lean maybe that way. But at the same time, you know, Washington and the Rangers have had some crazy games, too, yeah. where there's been an explosion for some reason with those two teams. So it's a tricky total. Yeah. My gut says no because I'm on the draw, and I can easily see us being 3-3 three, three after 60. So yeah. That would be over. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it, that, that one's uh, that one's tricky. Series history kind of le- makes me lean a little bit uh, over, but – uh, again, with the Rangers, the one thing they're doing right now is they're trying to really tighten things up. They've done a good job of that. That was one of the main charges of uh, Gerard Gallant uh, is trying to get them to play uh, some much tighter hockey. But I can't deny the the recent results. I mean, the last five meetings, guys, I'll re- I'll read out the final scores. 5-1-4-2-6-3-5-2-5-4. I mean, it's been six-plus goals in every recent meeting. So... It's it's over actually or pat. Now that I see that, it would be over before under for me. Uh, let me make that clear. It would be over for before under for me based on that strong series history. But uh, the Capitals are or the Rangers are kind of trying to win games a little bit lower scoring right now. Uh, dog of the day. I'll be. You know what? I, I'm not on Florida. I'm not on floor. I'm not on many dogs tonight. Um. So by default, my dog of the day is Columbus. Believe it or not, at, at plus three thirty. And I'll probably put a couple, I, I will. Now that I've called it my dog of the day, I have to put a few bucks on it, and I will. I mean, we are talking, even with Florida off of, in a revenge, or, or not in a revenge spot, but off a loss to Nashville, and I know they clocked Columbus, what, 8-4 and 9-2 in the previous two head-to-head meetings this year. But, you know, that price with Columbus and their just willingness to score goals right now and their ability to score goals right now can't be denied. You know, plus three thirty at that price. I mean, so by default, it's not that I love it. I wouldn't put uh, your mortgage on it, and never would I uh, recommend that or suggest that. But by default, that would be the top dog for me tonight. Yeah, for me, it would be Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah, that's uh, a consideration. Yeah, plus yep. plus one twenty five, yep. and that's a spot because with Columbus, like I said, that particular series history is awfully strong, especially when you're looking at you know two games in, in a season. It's rare that you get two blowouts uh, between teams like that anymore, and be it divisional or, or conference opponents. Uh, so that's my trepidation toward toward Columbus. But I think Minnesota—that's a, a you know two teams that really need a win. Minnesota and Toronto, and uh, with Kakinen and Annette, who seems to be the stronger option, I, that that would be my dog of the day. So for, you know, asking for that purpose. Yeah, I agree too. Minnesota, Minnesota would be the number two choice for me behind uh, Columbus, uh, even though I probably won't take Minnesota at all. Uh, and I probably just put a small bet on Columbus when it's all just because of the price here at plus, uh, you know, 360, even as MDR says at MGM with uh, Columbus, just an incredible price there for an eight and two team in their last 10 games. Uh, but the one concern about Minnesota tonight, sorry to say this, Terry, is everything from the Leafs is they're coming to play tonight. Uh, whether they're good enough to win now is a different uh, story altogether. And we have seen Minnesota kind of fumble away and piss away some games on the road lately. That does bother me. You didn't just lose one game to a mediocre Winnipeg team on the road recently. You lost twice to them uh, on the road recently. And that's the thing. That's the thing why I like Minnesota here in this spot is because of the fact that, you know, this isn't Winnipeg. This isn't, uh, you know, a, a Ottawa team that's kind of – Let's get you amped up because it's this, Toronto. Let's get you amped up now. Obviously – the the one constant of these games we're talking about is that they've been played in Canada with the smaller crowds. And, you know, it's something we got to really kind of take into consideration, especially look at, at Minnesota. They're a better home team. They've been playing to some super energetic crowds here in, in, in St. Paul. I know that for a fact. Uh, so if, when they do make these trips to, to Canadian teams and playing with the half capacity, the quarter capacity, it kind of takes away from them. But knowing that this is a Toronto team that, you know, they're going to be gunning for them just in general because they're they're a team that, you know, 
obviously trying to get to where they need to go and, and coming off of a, of a tough loss. I think the Wild are going to be just as geared up. I, I think they're going to be trying to treat this like a playoff game, even though it's a team that that's out of division and out of conference. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would think so. I think there's uh, the motivation shouldn't be lacking for a game like that. Uh, the Wild and the uh, Leafs tonight, especially with both teams off losses previously. So uh, that should be a good one. One of the highlight games of the night. And make sure you tune in again. If, if you love the if, if you want a break for me and Cameron on the ice, guys, that's reason enough to tune into the BetCast tonight, because I know I'm on this show every freaking day and I talk a lot. I get it. Uh, it's Ian Overload a lot of times, so take advantage tonight. I'm not on the BetCast, but Andrew McGinnis is. I think Alex will be joining. I'll be, I'll be uh, on early, yeah. Yeah, he'll be on it for a bunch, and make sure you do with the uh, same process. If you want to join us for this special Thursday edition of the Ice Guys Live BetCast, make sure you DM any one of them, Andrew or Alex. They'll make sure they send you a StreamYard link for the BetCast to appear on it uh, during the BetCast tonight. Yeah, because I know, Ian, I know you you, you kind of deal with that a lot with the stream, so I'll be, even though I won't be on for the full stream, but anybody who wants to do that, DM me personally at, at AXM Sports. I'll have that link, and then Andrew will have it as well. So the two of us will be kind of dealing with that throughout the night of getting people in and out. Absolutely. Yeah. So make sure you tune in. Great, and it's always fun. You know, live betting, watching the games, commenting on as we go. Bring your favorite adult beverage with you. Uh, we certainly, uh, I, I'm never dry uh, when I'm on that bet cast. I've always got some beer or something with me. Uh, yeah. That's 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 my relax time. That's I'm sure. I, when, when I'm just watching the games at night. I'm always drinking anyway. So yeah. you just bring it on the bet cast with you. Uh, absolutely. So uh, make sure you tune in. Ice Guys Thursday night special edition. Thursday night live betcast, 7 p.m. Eastern tonight right here uh, on the channel. It'll be a lot of fun as always. And you know what's also fun? Betting at DraftKings Sportsbook, our great partners here at the Hockey Podcast Network and the Ice Guys. NBA is back tonight. New customers can bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right, it is best bet time to wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, just to reiterate what I was saying at the beginning of the show, I just want to thank everybody for the love and support. We've had over 200 viewers on the show today. And uh, like I said, with the BetCast have been going really well. Everybody's been really enjoying that. So we just want to just say thank you to everybody. Um, my best bet, we're going to go with Washington and the Rangers. Draw plus 325. Rangers have been playing nothing but tight games left and right, no matter how good or bad the competition's been. And like I said, you know, Washington's a team that's trying to get get right there with them. So uh, this is one of those games. Like I said, this is usually the spot. We saw it last night with Winnipeg-Dallas. Game was, you know, 2-2 with about five minutes left. Everything kind of grinded to a halt, and they, you know, settled things in, in the extra frame. I expect that from the Caps and Blue Shirts tonight. Let's go o or draw plus 325 is my best bet. All right, there you go. Capitals, Rangers, draw, plus 325. Best bet for uh, Alex B. Smith. And just to reiterate, too, what Alex said, um, we want to grow this thing. 200 live viewers is phenomenal, but we're always thinking more. You know, let's get 250. Let's get 300. Let's get to a point where we have 500 live viewers at one point watching this show. I mean, it's been incredible growth already, yes. uh, but we're always looking to keep it growing. Hit the like button. That matters a lot. Make sure you do that. Hit that like button. Uh, it really goes a long way to helping out the show and the channel. And hit the subscribe button to the channel and tell anybody you know that's a hockey fan, even if they're a casual hockey fan, even if they've you know seen all the commercials that are endless these days for DraftKings and Bet Rivers and all these different sports books, Caesars uh, on television. I've, I've seen JB Smoove too many times to count yeah, uh, really. with Caesar Sportsbook. <laughs> but if you if you know people that's like, hey, I'm seeing all these sports book ads and starting to get an interest in betting and they like hockey, tell them about this show yes. and this channel and get them to subscribe. 
It's a word of mouth type of industry we're in and every little bit helps. There's no question uh, about that. So, I mean, we're almost at 2000 subscribers on the YouTube channel uh, for the ice guys. So this has been incredible. Like we started the season, we were just hit a thousand, I think right, at the yep. very beginning of the season, we're double that. And we're, you know, just barely halfway through the season uh, right now. So great stuff. Keep the, the movement and the momentum going. We appreciate it. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button for the uh, ice guys, YouTube channel as well. Uh, my best bet I'm going to go with, because it was going to be Columbus, Florida over six and a half. This is still a bet I like, uh, and but now it's seven juiced. I'm going to change and go to something else in that same game. I'm going to take Columbus, Florida, both teams to score in the first period, plus 140. Great price. Bet 365 has that price. There's all kinds of uh, books that you can find that bet. Uh, both teams to score in the first period, plus 140. I think it's with the way Columbus is lighting it up right now, and they've gotten off to fast starts offensively. Uh, as well in some of these uh, recent games. Florida definitely at home. You'd think off a loss. They're almost a shoe-in against J.F. Berube and the Columbus goal and the Columbus defense, you know, to score a goal in the first period. So plus 140, both teams to score in the first period. Columbus, Florida uh, for my best bet for this Thursday uh, NHL card. And that'll wrap up the Ice Guys for today. But join Alex, Andrew, and uh, join a bunch of special guests that join the BetCast tonight as well, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, for a special Thursday live Ice Guys BetCast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Join them for that. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. Make sure you join Alex, Andrew, and company for the BetCast at 7 p.m. Eastern tonight, right here, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.